2: All right, welcome back, everyone. Our final segment of tonight's show. This is the X-Zone. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, XON at X-Zone radio TV.com on all social media sites, Zone Radio TV. And for the uh, all the information about the programming on the X Zone TV channel, exclusively on Simul TV, visit ww. Simultv.com. ExoNation, my guest this hour is Tito Abou. uh, Tito has over 50 years of experience in spiritual work and is the author of the monograph of the parallel life of Tito Abou and Nero. In the early 60s, Tito became an initiative in a Christian yoga church under one of the first American realized beings. And after several years in the order, he went on to become an architectural draftsman until resuming his quest for spiritual liberation after a near-death experience in 2007. Joining me now is Tito Abo And Tito, welcome to the X-Zone.
3: Thank you. I'm happy to be here.
2: Uh, tell us about your, 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 your quest, you know your, your spiritual quest.
3: Well, it kind of, be, uh, it kind of begins in earnest... You know, I was in a, in a, in a yoga order, and mm-hmm. uh, there was a lot of meditation and stuff like that. But I never really had a real breakthrough in that particular type of work. So um, a few years later, when I, I, I got out of that uh, uh, particular discipline, and I found biofeedback. And uh, I was just casually going through the routines, mm-hmm. uh, Uh, I don't want to go too much into it because it's a little lengthy thing. But what happens is you get into a deeper state. There's about four different states that you get into. And one day, my hand shot out and I said, Hail Caesar. And uh, my uh, therapist was Jewish and she thought I said, Heil Hitler.
2: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> and that was shook her up a little
2: bit. I, I imagine I said, it no, would. Yeah. I
3: said, "Hail Caesar." Mm-hmm. And I just matter-of-factly said, "I was Nero." And it—that's where it all started. Because it took a number of a lot of years. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was not something you just fall into. Right. Because, uh, I mean, I—I I understand the mechanics of it now. But I had to work my way through all these various belief systems. That were functioning mm-hmm. to keep me locked into this reality. And, and now I'm going to give you what I'm hoping your audience realizes is my personal experience. Of course. And uh, so I'm going to talk openly and exactly the way I found it to be. And uh, eventually, and this is not overnight,
4: mm-hmm.
3: I discovered or awakened to the idea that this human body with, with a mind and a spirit is a holographic projection. And what you're doing is running these timelines. My book, The Monograph of, of the Parallel Life of Trudeau, Bauer, and Nero is only one aspect of that timeline, which goes all the way back 7,000 years. And all the people I was dealing with, particularly the mother in this lifetime,
4: mm-hmm.
3: was all, all of this stuff started 7,000 years ago when we had all these interactions, which were, you know, not, was, it had to do with harm, it had to do with wars, it had to do with greed and that sort of thing. But it came down through time till I got to this one place. And the important thing that I think your audience might, might get is that this life in that book that I wrote is about a between-life agreement. Because my mother, Agrippina, uh, was a um, real ambitious woman who at one point got into a cabal against me. And as at the time, I was the emperor, so I had the right to destroy uh, these various cabals that were gonna try to overthrow me. And so I had my, my, my soldiers execute her. Well, in the between life spaces, and when I came, uh, the, the whole process is cause and effect. In other words, what I discovered was There's no beginning and there's no end. And all of these karmic cause and effect relationships descend through time and space. They never end. But what happens is you get into these Mm storylines and the storylines have a beginning and an end. And they're, they're in blocks. And what happens is is like in this particular case, the between life agreement between, between my mother in, in, in Rome at the time and my mother now was that in, in, uh, to make amends for that for that uh, that attack, I was going to take care of her in her last years because she had a deathly uh, fear of the uh, what, what you would call, the, the dehumanization of being in a home because no matter how much money you spend you really don't know what the quality of care is going to be and when you're in those places you're among strangers and they you, you don't really know how they're, they're going to treat you and as a as the son who was taking care of her and I came there I would not necessarily know and as time went by she became a, in a position where she had no idea what was going on around her but that was the between-life agreement that I established between her uh, because of that execution order that I gave in uh, sixty-eight uh, A.D. All right. Let me ask and, you. Let uh, me
2: let me just pause you here for a moment. Uh, you you talk about, about a between-life agreement. What is that?
3: Okay. Uh, when you decide to return into the physical plane,
4: mm-hmm.
3: you. Uh, Since I was running this timeline, this 7,000-year timeline, I had to uh, decide what the karmic relationships that I had were going to be repaired. And this was an important one because of this execution factor. And so my agreement with her was she was going to come into this lifetime, and she was going to get old, and she was not going to be able to take care of herself. And she had this high regard for her dignity, so that was my my agreement. I was going to make sure that she went through to the end of her life, so that she would never have to deal with 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 humiliation and all the stuff that happens to old people. Because uh, as you probably know, these, there's a tremendous amount of stories, and I'm telling you, no matter mm-hmm. how much you pay, uh, uh, the the care the isn't mistreatment there. Mistreatment is always going to be a factor.
2: Well, I think if anything, COVID brought a lot of these uh, stories to the surface. And, right, and yeah, you know, right. it's and, it, uh, it's good to it's good to see that the that, people that that we have put in homes or who are in homes are finally going to start getting the care that they deserve. It, you know, because of the the investigations that the governments on many levels are conducting. Now, how do you know that this is a holographic experience that we're...
3: Well, as I said, this is not something that I, that I awakened to uh, overnight. Right. It took most of my life to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But the, the, uh, when you... As I said, I had a near-death experience where I was leaving my body, mm-hmm. and, I, and I knew that I was going to die, that I was dying, and I yep. was leaving, and I was very conscious of it. And then what happened is this voice said, please don't die. And the next thing that happened was that I came back into my body. But I'm not trying to tell you that I I understood all this in the moment. These are things that I I, I remembered as. But in the moment that this happens, it's just something that just happens. Because Mm. I don't actually remember saying okay to the request. So I have to. Say that, that I it just got back into my body and I was alive the next day.
2: All right, listen, I've got to take and- a commercial break here. We're going to be back uh, on the other side. Uh, interesting story. Looking forward to hearing more in Dexonation Nation if you'd like to, you know, get a hold of Tito's book. It's available on Amazon.com. And we'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exone from our broadcast studios and corporate offices in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. Once again, to all our Canadian listeners and Canadians around the world, Happy Thanksgiving. I'm Rob McConnell. This is the X-Zone. I'll be back. So, Nation uh, Tito Abao is our special guest uh, this hour. And uh, before we before we went to the uh, break, uh, Tito, we were talking about your near death experience because I, I asked right. you, how, how do you know that this is a holographic experience that that we seem to believe is, is real.
3: Okay, now this uh, this story has a lot of elements to it because okay. when I had the near death experience, mm-hmm. this is the first time I really. Even when I was in the yoga thing, I, 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 I never really experienced a separation of myself into two pieces. But when I had the near-death experience, I felt, and I knew, it's hard, it's hard to explain it, because what's happening is you become the energy that flows out of the body. And at that moment, I could tell this body is a machine, and it, it, it's projecting things, and it's projecting the universe that you're looking at. But you are an, you are an inner spirit. Now, I'm, I'm trying to shorten this so that it doesn't get involved because because the next step was that I was guided to the library and I picked up a book about the Monroe Institute in in Farber West, Virginia, and I went there and that's when I had real. Uh, astral experiences and then I knew that there was an astral plane so I understood when I when I died that there was a physical body and there was a physical plane and then I knew that I was not the body I was an energetic form but I didn't get the full implications of it until and remember this is kind of something that just I just went to the library found this book and it turns out that it was, you know, was this kind of like a miraculous thing type thing. Mm-hmm. I can't, it's, it's hard to talk about it on a, on a short show. But, but it, just have to accept my word for it that I found that book and I was guided to that Monroe Institute thing. And that's when I started having these out of body experiences. And then I knew that there was an astral plane, there was actually a plane, another, another field of consciousness. And then I began to go through these various things with, with that. But I also discovered that there was a center. I mean, not only was there a form, an energetic form, but this idea that I'm thinking or that I had an experience that I could ha- have kind of like intellectual relationship with it and mm-hmm. have understand what the forms are all about. Yeah. This is formless, and this is the, the the inner spirit, the actual center core of everything, and that's when I kind of you know I'm just saying I'm I'm jumping ahead because it it just kind of gradually got but you know um, the the other people have seen this things like for example Ambrose Bierce, or Mark Twain, they always had this if you know their work. They're always looking at the, 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 the earth and the relationship between all these as some kind of a weird joke. And and that's kind of what it, it, it turns out to be, because these timelines are timelines that you, you accept to have a physical experience. All right. And Let's, it's I mean, that's the best I can do. I mean I can't really this is something you have to kind of experience sure. because because I cannot prove it to you.
2: Okay, let me ask you something. It happens
3: to you or it doesn't happen to you.
2: All right, now what is your profession?
3: Well, I, I was a uh, architectural draftsman for most of my life.
2: Okay, why well, I was asking that, because you're talking about lines and planes. And to me, this is something that a draftsman or an architect would, would talk about. So I'm just wondering if you're relating what you experienced in terms that you're familiar with i, I see where you're going
3: with this yeah. but i but the, the important thing i have to uh make sure people understand mm-hmm. that i didn't actually know any of this until i was at the monroe institute going through those those programs and having those bona fide conscious out-of-body experiences
2: how can you have a conscious and, out-of-body experience
3: well, the way the the system works without going into too much detail mm-hmm. is that is a kind of like a light hypnotic uh, thing that you, you lay inside oh, a, a, uh, a cubicle mm-hmm. and that cubicle, when you go there, it's like a, like, like, like being in a, uh, an institution, mm-hmm. but at nighttime or during the, the training, you go and lay down in one of these little, uh, cubicles. And the way that's set up, for I guess economic reasons, that's your pl- the place where you live. You sleep there, and you, and you. Uh, that's your life. But for the for the running of the programs, you lay in this thing, and then, then uh, the Monroe Institute has all these tapes that they they generate to uh, to give you the ability to leave your body. So to, is, to is, form is, yourself into an astral an astral form.
2: So is this something like subliminal suggestion?
3: I would, uh, I hate to say that, but I mean, people have to relate to something Yeah. and there is a kind of a hypnotic aspect to it, but you do experience an actual separation. Well, I already experienced the separation when I, when I was, had my near death right. experience,
2: mm-hmm.
3: but this is a little bit more, um, co- what they do is project you into the astral plane. And then you have experiences in the astral plane. Well,
2: well, isn't it you who projects yourself to the astral plane?
3: Well, look, I'm just telling you the way I, I experienced it. And uh, that's, I, I mean, everybody comes out with, a, with, a, with their own way of mm-hmm. uh, understanding it. But that's what happened to me. And then I, had, then I knew that there was actually an astral plane out there. Uh, how long were you... I mean, I, I experience, you experience it. I'm trying to tell you that I cannot intellectually impart the experience to you.
2: How long were you there taking these courses?
3: Well, I took the courses uh, once every three or four months. And I did it for a couple of years.
2: Wow. Um, because what it did was mm-hmm. is it
3: really, it really gave me the... The ability to to recognize that this physical plane is is not
2: the final uh, place okay, no now, now if, it's, if this is a holographic existence, why are we doing certain things that if this was holographic, we wouldn't have to do, for example:
3: Well no wait a minute right? my, my. Uh, I need to explain the holographic aspect of it because okay.
2: It's the cause and
3: effects relationship over 7,000 years in this particular. Now, remember, I'm running a precise timeline that begins about 7,000 years ago. Okay. And I related to this mother that I have in this lifetime in the most in the closest way. Mm-hmm. But I had two fathers. You know, I had a, a biological father, and I had a stepfather, two stepfathers. And one of the stepfathers was the, was the man who took over the kingdom that I had back in, in at the beginning of the Oh, okay. Now, between, now so you're, these, wait these a sec, hold on here, hold on here. I've over 7,000 years.
2: Hello, you're kind of mixing me up here because I don't know when you're talking about in the time of Nero or when you're talking about present time. So when we go back and forth to, to periods, could you let us know?
3: Well, uh, okay, okay, all right. Now, remember this. This lifetime was a, was a between-life agreement that I was going to rectify an execution order that I gave on, yeah, this, on that, this woman, that, who was that we my got. mother in this lifetime. That we
2: got already. And who
3: was my daughter about 7,000 years ago. Okay. And so this timeline has been running for 7,000 years. At this point in time where I am now, it was a 7,000-year separation. In other words, I went through a whole series of lifetimes between that, and mm-hmm. we were meeting up. There's, there's five people in this lifetime that I'm meeting every time, or more or less every time. Because when you, when, you, when you run a timeline, that timeline has a very precise beginning and a very specific end. But that's not the only timeline you run. I can tell you that when I was about three years old, I was laying in bed. And I saw this man mm-hmm. climbing into a spaceship. And at that moment, I knew that I did not have to accept this life. I could have entered that body and I have no idea what that life would have been like. But I chose to remain in this body and, and, and run this lifetime uh, timeline. Why? But I had another opportunity at the, at the age of three mm-hmm to drop this lifetime and enter that lifetime.
2: At the age of three.
3: At the age of three. But that, that, that man that I was gonna enter
2: mm-hmm. was an adult. And you couldn't But enter I chose I to
3: remain here. So I made that decision. But I'm not trying to tell you that I made mm-hmm. it like, like we're talking right now. It's just something that just happened. But I know that at some inner space, uh, in some inner space of my being, I chose to stay here rather than enter that other body.
2: All right. I have to take a commercial break with the news at the bottom of the hour, so please stand by. And Exxon Nation, are you a skeptic or are you a believer? Send me your emails, exxon at com, And I will be back on the other side as we continue our talk with Tito Abao. Interesting concept. Many questions to ask. Hopefully, we'll get some answers. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Back, everyone at Tito why do we have to run these timelines
3: well uh, the best I could figure out is that the universe is is made is, has two aspects to it
2: mm-hmm.
3: one is consciousness and the other is formlessness and I all I can tell you is that the paradox is that you want to have an experience in the formless state there's, 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 there's bliss and there's all this stuff like that, that, and you're happy and everything is beautiful, but there's no experience. So when you cross over in, out of the, 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 the space that I call, the emptiness,
2: mm-hmm. where you
3: have no form, you have no desires. Right. you're just in this this field. Okay. Then you cross over into this field of consciousness. And in the field of consciousness, once you enter it, you enter a duality. In other words, it becomes a positive and a negative pole. Mm-hmm. It becomes male. It becomes female. And then that that dynamic creates all of these interactions and I'll, I'll tell you exactly the trigger the the woman that i it was my mother in this lifetime was my mm-hmm. daughter seven thousand years ago and in and, and order to to save my my kingdom i had to tie her to a rock and let this enemy that was attacking me capture her
2: yeah, let me ask you something. Have you done historical research into the life of Nero, and has your experience matched up with historical records?
3: Well, well as I as I uh, uh, begin, well, when I first realized that, then I began to 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 look at it, and I began to see the relationships. But I mean, that's that's an ama- That that's a very complex thing. No. But what I can tell you is that. There's something that's happened recently in this in this uh, time period. Okay. That's very peculiar. What's that? Back in the, so I think we were in a civil war. But it's the karmic readjustment of the civil war. And the key when I first realized that and and I didn't realize it until after the My Pillow guy came into the scene. You know who the My Pillow guy sure, is? Sure, Mike Lindell. Okay. So back in
2: 1868,
3: Mm -hmm. a Nathan Forrest attacked a fort called Fort Pillow. And this is the most amazing thing. And what happened was the fort had about 60% black troops and uh, maybe 30% white uh, officers and, and the troops. And the, the, the rebels were hated Black so much, they massacred everybody. They surrendered the fort, Fort Pillow, and they massacred everybody, including all the Blacks and all the whites. And that action that Forrest, that Nathan Forrest uh, started, create, uh, really got the Union upset, and it cut off the... Uh, a connection that they had going; they were exchanging prisoners and things like that, just for as humanitarian type thing. Right. But all of that ended when Fort Pillow happened. So, in this lifetime, mm-hmm. we have a guy who's my pillow. Now, this is—I mean, I, I can't. All I can tell you is, is, that when you when you understand, because the the Fort Pillow never got resolved; it was always a sore point, and. Nathan Forrest was hated by the Union, mm-hmm. and they, they would have liked to have done some uh, uh, after war things as atrocities, but right. they never got around to it. But uh, doesn't it seem kind of weird that we have a guy by the name who's running my pillow in this lifetime, that's doing something quite similar?
2: Well, what's he doing? And
3: I don't know. Should I tell you who Nathan? Uh, Forrest is in this lifetime, or yeah, yeah sure yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. The name of the senator Senator Holly, okay, Missouri senator. All right. Who, who was? Now I'm going to say some things that are part of the record. I mean, it's part of the natural record. We, they believe that he was part of the incitement of the insurrection. Now, when you. When you go into this world that oh, i Okay,
2: hold on here, hold on here, hold words? on here, yep. hold on here, hold here. What insurrection?
3: Okay, you don't believe there was an insurrection.
2: I don't know what insurrection you're talking
3: about. The one that happened in the, on January 6th. This is Canada. Well, I'm telling you about of the United States. Okay. I don't know if you know. See, that's what I don't know for sure that you. Well, oh, sure, know yeah, all these, yeah. We we these historic these yes, things. Yes, and, yes, yes, just yes, yes, recently. yes. Yeah.
2: Well, we yeah we saw what happened uh, the storming of of Congress, right? Or the right. Con- yeah, yeah. Okay, we saw and that. And
3: that is connected karmically mm-hmm. to the Fort Pillow massacre.
2: Okay. How?
3: And well, this is something that. Of all the years of my my studying this stuff, that I, I understand these relationships now. I, that's why I'm trying to explain that uh, unless you 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 have a, 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 a are a student of this, it's kind. But but can you can you see the the relationship between Fort Pillow and My Pillow?
2: No, I can't.
3: Okay. All right. If you can't see that, then Well, it's, you know, you're I talking can't.
2: about Mike Lindell and you're talking about my pillow, Fort Pillow. What does Mike Lindell have to do with Fort Pillow?
3: Well, the karmic relationship is being replayed in this, in this time, time frame. In other words, what happened in, 18, in 1868 mm-hmm. at Fort pillow right is being repeated this time but it's it's an entirely different relationship because of the, the karmic uh, shifting of the various re- uh, uh karmic issues involved the cause and effect relationship
2: all right all right i can follow you up to that point but where does mike lindell fit in
3: no, no no i'm not saying that 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 but i think that he has some kind of connection to it but it's not him it's the my pillow connection so is that, he a, was is, there.
2: is that a connection or just a coincidence?
3: Well, this is the problem that you have as a student of this particular stuff. If, I mean, from my point of view, I've had experiences that, that, that I, I, I understand these relationships.
2: But are they true relationships, or is that well, something, that's is the, that something that you that, That's
3: the paradox. That's the paradox that you're dealing with.
2: I'm not and dealing with it. If
3: you don't solve this paradox as a personal, as a personal entity, well, then you go through this cause and effect relationship
2: until you do. It, it, could it be that these paradoxes and these timelines and this hypothesis that you believe in is is just another way to kind of escape the reality of everyday living?
3: Well, I'm not saying that
2: isn't true. Yeah.
3: But, remember, I, I'm i the one running this particular holographic engine. And I'm sharing my experiences and my mm-hmm. understanding. Now, there's no possible way that I can prove any of this. So, but anyone out there who would like to take a look at it should get regressed first to find out, did you ever have a...
2: A previous life. But we know for a fact that past life regression is not reliable. It's been proven time and time and time again that past life regression is a, is, is a form of hypnosis and the results can be skewed just by the person who is conducting the session. We know this for a fact so how can we take anything?
1: Well
3: I, I mean you're saying you know it for a fact. Yeah. And my experience shows me something else. But then remember, this is my my experience. Right. I cannot impart to you the spiritual uh, uh, aspects of, of my experience. All I can explain is this is what happened to me. And if there's something out there, mm-hmm. and the millions of people that are listening to this, that they have something that triggers in them to ask, to get them to take a look at it, then that's helpful. But I, as I said, there's no beginning, there's no end. Right. You either solve it or you don't
2: solve it. Okay, stand by. We've got to take our final break. Uh, Exxon Nation, this is Thanksgiving weekend here in Canada. So to all our Canadian listeners, wherever you are on this great big world of ours, a very happy Thanksgiving. Don't forget to call up your mom, your dad, your children, your, those who are important to you, to let them know that not only are you thankful for everything on your plate, but you're also thankful that they're in your life and that they are important to you. And it's all these different people who make you who you are, so give them thanks. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue here in the x from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. Oh, boy.
4: You lady cursing at your life. You're a div- You never
0: do, but I wish someone. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast, while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now
1: get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: welcome back, everyone. Uh, Tito, when we were talking about the holographic um, existence, does this holographic existence uh, run the entire seven thousand year gambit?
3: Okay, well, that's the, it's all one consciousness. Uh, as I told you, there's this, there's this conscious uh, formation, okay. which is just, it's just consciousness that has when you enter it you, you enter into a dual universe mm-hmm. where there's cause and effect okay and it's running these, these timelines
2: so but so where do we start the trap door, I'm sorry go ahead where do we start from where are we born or are we born well
3: that's that's what I'm, I I uh, it's the, the paradox is mm-hmm. that there's no beginning and there's no end
2: so there's
3: consciousness there's consciousness and there's nothing.
2: So and where do we come from? There's
3: nothing that a, a, uh, a little... Uh, I, I, the only way I can say is you have a kind of a conscious need for experience.
2: Oh, okay. I, under, I understand that.
3: There's no... That. Pardon?
2: I understand that, but where do we come from?
3: Well... Uh, the only thing that I know about it is mm-hmm. that you come out of the nothingness, out of the formless state. In the formless state, there's no, there's no, nothing going on there, and it's prior to consciousness, so it has no, there's, there's no um, storylines in, 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 in the, in the, the nothingness. But, but at some point, there's a little trigger point where you decide that you want to have a conscious experience.
2: Let me ask you, in your... In it's very your, difficult explain. In, in your way of looking at life, is there a God?
3: If you enter the dual universe, there's a God.
2: Okay, but how because about... that's
3: the whole point of, that's the whole point of the dual universe.
2: All right, but when we're talking about the 7,000-year timeline, is God through uh, with whoever
3: that's that whole thing is the dual universe once you enter a timeline Mm -hmm. there's what i call duality in other words there's a good and a bad there's a god and there's a devil yeah but before the timeline prior to consciousness is nothing
2: okay so it has
3: no desires it has It's just the potential.
2: All right. So we we spring out of nothing. We live these timelines, which are holographic. What for? What's the purpose? Well, in some of the Hindu
3: uh, conceptual uh, answers to that is just because. That makes no sense. I know. Just because, because it doesn't make any sense. And that's I mean that's the whole
2: point of it. There's no beginning and there's no end. You know what? I'm gonna tell you something. I like <laughs> I like my life better. Right, because you have a duality, right? Because I know I'm real. Right. I know what I've done in the past, and I'm very happy with this one life. Well that's that's great. So
3: what's I mean, tra- I'm not trying to tell you that you you need to to follow this path. Right. I'm just telling you my story.
2: Why do you follow because that path? Because I cannot
3: path? prove I cannot prove any aspect mm-hmm. of this.
2: So why do you follow that path?
3: Because I've experienced it. If I hadn't have experienced it, it would only be a kind of something that I'm yeah. making up.
2: But how do we but know? I you're...
3: actually had the experience of leaving my physical body knowing that I was I was dying right that that I got that... then a voice asked me not to die.
2: You see that can be proven with medical records, right? But the but fact I was, I, wait a sec. hold on I... here. Wait a second.
3: okay, go ahead yeah
2: you're, you're trying to tell us that you are Nero, and a lot of people that have been regressed, claim that they're people of great stature in the past. how and They do you, probably were. Oh, come on. How can you have three or four well, different people the, the, claiming they're the Jesus I, Christ, I for example? What I trying to
3: point out is these timelines have, have, are the conscious, the conscious field has no beginning and no end. And all there is is duality in, in the conscious field. I, I, look, I cannot prove this to you.
2: I, I understand I can't that.
3: Even, I can't even give you a, a viable intellectual discussion of it, except as I, as my as my ability to see it and explain it to someone outside myself.
2: So let me I'm ask you. I'm trying to
3: do the best I can with so, the, what I experienced.
2: So why did you write your book?
3: Well, it, it was this, it was all of this was all part of the unfolding. Because as you write these, these, these stories that, mm-hmm. that unfold your life, right. you drop the karma of it. Because the cause and effect is driving your life through the timeline. But this is only one timeline of, well, I think there's a, a, there's a, I think there's a finite number of timelines. But it's so, so massive that mm-hmm. there's no way to really put a number on it.
2: So who's in charge of all these timelines?
3: Well, the only way I can tell you about that part of it is that you just are are what well that's that's the paradox
2: but that's not an answer
3: i I, I can't I can't there's no way to because prior to consciousness mm-hmm. there's nothing how do we know well that's' what that's, I the, that's,
2: that's the paradox, right?
3: Right. But it's something you have to experience if you don't, you know, you,
2: you run your
3: timeline and that's and I'm just here telling you my story. That's so, the way I experienced it. And uh, that's the way I mean, otherwise I would have to create something that that would satisfy your intellectual needs, which wouldn't be the truth. I'm trying to tell you as much of the truth as I am capable of doing it
2: or as you believe it to be true.
3: Well, yeah, it's all, it's all a matter of belief.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And that's the thing that runs the conscious field, belief.
2: So You am believe
3: I, you have an identity.
2: Mm-hmm. And you I, know, as no. soon as
3: you, you have that belief, you're in the conscious field.
2: Well, you see, I know I have an identity. I don't believe okay. it. I know who I am. I know where I came from. I know what I've done. So I know who I am. So what does that make me in this?
3: It doesn't. I I can't I can't address that because I'm telling you my story.
2: I see, but as
3: I experienced it, and.
2: But let me ask you this: Have you come across? I know across-
3: that the, the 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 writing of mm-hmm. the story of that particular story right is had a karmic reduction. In other words, I got peace more peaceful i got oh this is what this was all about and, and and the guilt and the pain of that experience because none of those things were easy the decisions you make are based on what you believe in the, in the lifetime or in the moment that you and and, and a lot of times it's going to not be a good thing
2: but is this in could this just be effect. could this just be a way to justify in your own mind, in this real world, what has happened in in a situation that you've actually lived in, in this very world, in this very existence, that it has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with anything that happened 7,000 years ago.
3: Well, the thing that you will experience if you ever ever are able to walk this kind of a path mm-hmm is that the energetic formations fall away. And that's how you know that you've accomplished something. You've, you've unwound something. Because when you go into the cause and effect universe, mm-hmm. you almost certainly are going to hurt somebody. And that, when that harm goes out there, It comes back to you over time.
2: Hey, Tito, I hate to do this, but we're out of time for tonight. And I want to thank you for joining us. I have no idea what the hell you are talking about. I really don't. I I don't even know why you wrote a book. 7,000 years ago, and you made no bloody sense at all. I'm baffled. I truly am baffled. You said the word paradox in this interview more than you said anything else. Mind you, that's only in my little holographic world, I guess. I'll be back next week, Exxon Nation, as once again we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe, oh boy, and dare to be heard. From everyone here at the Exxon Broadcast Network to everyone out there, to all our Canadian listeners and fans around the world,